Thank you for listening to our Love City Church podcast. Visit us online at www.lovecitychurch.ca. We pray that this message encourages you and strengthens you in your walk with Jesus. today. Uh, well, I want to just let you know, for those of you who've had tons of new folks coming to the church over the last, even the last two months, I mean, tons and tons and tons of people, which is so cool. And we're going to have uh, something called Discover. And Discover, and Vince, you already told me the date, and I already forgot. So thank you, Vince. June 16th, this is Vince and Justine. They oversee all of our Discover, all the new folks who are in the church. They're kind of your point of contact just to figure out, man, what's the next step? You know, how do I get involved or how do I uh, get involved, you know, get into the church? What do I do? And so these are your guys and, and girl, obviously, and this couple, they're awesome. And so they're going to uh, be teaching a Discover class. And really, it's just a chance to find out who we are and more about us and, and find out more about you as well. And so that's on June 16th. And um, if you're new to the church, you'll, you'll probably be getting an email. And so if you're new in the last few months, you'll be getting an email from them. We'd love you to come free of charge. It'll be food. It'll be a good time to hang out. And I believe it's right here uh, in this place. And it's going to be awesome. Um, and then we'll be having a pastoral uh, kind of get together here, I think in July, where I get the chances to hang out with you and meet you and figure out more about your story. So if you're with us online for the first time or the last few months or in the room today, thanks for coming. We love you. My name is Ryan. My wife, Stephanie here, uh, Love City Church. We've been around for just over four years and we just want people to know Jesus. Amen. Want to see the lost people saved and disciples made and families restored and Come on, we want to plant churches, and we want to help uh, adoptions and foster care. And come on, we got just a huge plan of Bible college. I mean, we're just so excited about what God's doing, and we are so thrilled that you are with us today. Hi, Joel. What's up? You okay? Okay, you just checking in on me? Okay, good. Let's give Joel a hand for checking in on me. All right. <laughs> last few weeks, last few weeks, we've had some technical problems, so he's just hovering like the Holy Spirit. He's just hanging out. But come on, we're going to get into a, a new series today, and I'm really excited about it. And I'm not going to lie to you, this is a, a little bit of a different uh, kind of a, normally we like to do is we like to, uh, you know, uh, we like to teach the Word, obviously, and we want to uh, always be teaching Jesus and the Bible. Uh, but what I'm going to do today is, for the next four weeks is, man, the Lord put it so heavy on my heart. Uh, I was reading in the book of Timothy, and Paul was telling Timothy to teach the church how to watch out for false ministries and false teachers. And I felt like it was so strong in my spirit. We haven't done something like this in a long time. We've been doing a lot of very uh, encouraging messages in this season, obviously with COVID and all the things going on. I just thought, man, God is not done yet, amen. We've been focusing on that and not alone. And, you know, just throughout the last several months, we've been teaching the word, but we've also just been trying to bring in a word of encouragement. Obviously, we'll be encouraged today. But I want you to know today, I have a, I have a responsibility to bring you a word today um, that I believe is my mandate as your pastor um, and, and my responsibility. And if I do not do it, I'm not actually being a great shepherd. And so what we're going to do is we're just going to, I'm just going to kind of fill your plate today. I'm going to give you a big meal today. And so hang on, strap in. Normally we like to, you know, kind of just focus in on a few scriptures, but today we're going to give you a, a several more, if that's all right with you. And we're going to read the scripture and we're going to study together. And I don't even know, this might even go into the summer with the book of Revelation. And you might say, Ryan, why are you doing the book of Revelation? Why are you doing this? Because again, it's my responsibility to teach you the word of God and teach you what is truth and what is not. But also because we have to remember something really important. Jesus is going to come back for his church. And, you know, he's patient and waiting so that people will come to him. 
But we have to remember that we are on mission to reach as many people, to snatch as many people as we can out of the gates of hell and have a sit into the personal relationship with Jesus Christ so they can spend an eternity with him, not only in the life to come, but live an abundant life right now. And so come on, let's get into the word today. I'm going to start in the book of Ephesians and um, we're just going to look today. And, you know, I want you to know also that the reason I'm teaching this isn't because there's an issue in the church. I'm not teaching this because I've heard ruminations of people going off track. Literally, that's the best time to teach a series. You know how you go to a church and they're teaching about money and it's probably because they're having money problems, right? We, we vow not to do that in our church, not to use the pulpit to spank our church. We, we'll, we'll just do it through relationship and partnership, you know? You know, we'll like connect with you and talk to you and those kind of things. But I'm not going to use this to throw the pulpit at you. So I'm not preaching because there's a problem. I'm preaching you because I felt the Holy Spirit charged me to do this. And so I just want you to know that today. What we all won't be dealing with is we're not going to be talking about a different religions that we all agree are false religions. You know, we all would agree any religion that teaches that Jesus Christ is not the son of God is obviously a false religion. One of those will be Mormonism. One of those would be uh, Islam, uh, Taoism, Buddhism, Scientology, children of God, Hebrew Israelites. For those of you, um, there's a big movement of Hebrew Israelites right now. Uh, it's a crazy thing. And we're not going to spend a lot of time going into those types of things more. My responsibility is to talk about to help you understand to spot false prophets, false teachers, false ministries, and where they come from and what they are. Next two weeks, we'll talk about the basically two weeks on watch out, watch out for this, watch out for that. And then in our fourth week, I'm going to talk about what we should be focusing on, what the majors that we as a church should be focusing on. And so today, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to kind of dive in a little bit to this uh, scripture in Ephesians chapter uh, 4, about one of my favorite chapters in the books of the Bible. But let's read it together here today. Thank you. Awesome. Joel, it worked, buddy. Their responsibility, there being the gifts to the church, the apostle, prophet, teacher, evangelist, and pastor, the gifts to the church, the leaders of the church. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will, be in, we, we will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever that they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. Can I hear an amen? amen. So their responsibility, as I mentioned, is the, the teacher, prophet, evangelist. Uh, for those of you who want to you go back and read that. But basically, the leaders of the church, my responsibility, and several of our staff and our leaders in the church, their responsibility to do that it is, is to equip, is to equip the church. That word equip is, is actually a medical word. It actually is a word that speaks to setting a bone right. It, it means to adjust something that's out of order, to repair something that was broken. It means to mend, to repair, to make whole, to make perfect. I guess the, the perfect uh, picture would be um, uh, I don't, there you go. The perfect picture would be a, like going to a chiropractor when you've got a bone or, or a, a muscle out of sort and you go in and they adjust you. And I, I don't have time to go into an analogy of that. You all get it. I have a funny story about it, but you get in and they just kind of work you. They adjust you and you go to get adjusted to get your body back to the original uh, intention that it was intended. And so when you come on Sunday and when you come to our groups, yes, we want to reach lost people. Yes, we want to reach those who are far from God. Yes, that is the primary mission of, the, of our 
church is to reach as many lost people as possible, those who are far from God, and bring them back into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. But not only that, then we need to begin to adjust to get our alignment back to think the way that God's called us to think, to, 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 to uh, understand the uh, theological ideas and doctrines of Scripture, bring ourselves back to a place where we think the way God thinks, not the way our society thinks, or my, my uncle thinks, or my friend thinks, or a book thinks, or a philosopher thinks, but to come back to the Word of God and say, no, this is what I'm supposed to think. This is what God's Word says. And so we, um, we, we, we have to remember that that is uh, the, uh, the, the picture of this word equipping. And so we are equipped so that you and I can grow in our walk with God. And so we say, well, what is the objective of, what is the objective of this equipping? This will continue. Look at this. So there's unity in faith. That means interesting thought. Unity in faith. Look at the landscape of the church today. Unity in the faith. I mean, I think there's over 300 denominations in Canada alone. So unity in the faith. Not only that, but look at this, to be mature in the Lord, to be an adult, to grow up in your walk with God, to no longer be an infant or a child, to no longer just to be settled on the very simple realities of faith, but to begin to grow in your walk with God and to grow in maturity, to see growth, to see yourself become more aware of who God is and more aware of his word and more aware of the things of God and more aware uh, when you experience difficulties in your life. An immature Christian won't be able to stand under the realities of that torrent or that flood People who are maturing are able to see the nature and the character of God and everything. And you recognize that God is for me and not against me. As you grow in your walk with God, you begin to mature and to grow and to change. And so the goal here is a church that is unified. The goal is a church that is mature. A goal is that a church that doesn't have division or confusion. The goal is to have a healthy church, not to have a mega church, not to have a, a massive church. That's up to the Lord. Our goal is to be a healthy church. That's our only objective. Lord, if you want a healthy church to be a billion people, hallelujah. Lord, if you want a healthy church to be 200 people, hallelujah. We just want to be focused on being healthy. He is the one that adds to the church, amen? And so we see maturity and we grow. And in reality, to help you understand something, this is one of the reasons we have our church all studying the same things at the same time. That's why right now in our kids, right now they're going through balance. Next four weeks, our kids are going to learn on the four major tenets of our Christian faith. And that's why our groups, that's why we do our group content. You say, Ryan, why can't I do my own stuff? It's because it's my responsibility as a shepherd to make sure everyone is growing together on the same pedal. Ryan, you just want to be the main teacher. Not really. I actually don't all the time want to stand up here and do this. I do it because God's called me to do it. Uh, and that's why we're going through the same thing time and time again is because as a church, we're growing together like we're going through the, the desert together. We're going from place to place to place. And it's my responsibility to make sure that we're staying within the doctrines that we believe and the foundational truths of scripture. And so that's why we learn the same things together so that we can be growing together, unified in our faith, learning the same things. And so we want to make sure that we recognize that the goal is maturity. But now the scripture teaches us what happens when we are not mature. And look what it says in the scripture. It says this, there will no longer be immature like children. Look, so it says the, the opposite of, of maturity is immaturity. So therefore, like children, we won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new doctrine. 
Man, this thing is so challenging for me, guys. I love you, though. And we will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. So we see two areas where imbalance comes from, two areas where immaturity comes from. The first area is us embracing new teaching. So it says that we will not be tossed back and forth. So this doesn't involve anyone else. This is us. This is you and I being moved emotionally back and forth, up and down. This word tossed back and forth is the picture, obviously, maybe you didn't catch it, of like a boat on waves. That the idea that it's up, there's no real, it's being driven by the wind. And so for one moment, the wind is going east, and so I'm being driven this way. And one moment, it's going west, and so I'm being driven this way. And the waves, and I'm just kind of going with whatever comes at me and whatever truth or doctrine comes on that YouTube channel, that guy who suggested on that feed, on that comment that said, I should watch this video, and I watch it and say, oh, that totally relates to me. Of course, we should affirm all lifestyles. Of course, it makes, it makes perfect sense to me. Of course, Jesus couldn't be God. Oh, it makes perfect perfect sense to me. Of course, this is too difficult and hard. God's a loving God. There's no hell. What do you mean? Why would there be a hell? God's a loving God. All of these little tiny winds of doctrine based on our emotions and based on our soul and based on what we don't like in scripture. I don't like it. I want to white it out. So I'm going to create a new teaching so that I can accept the God of my, of my life. So I can create a God in my image these different ideas and we're up and we're down and this is when imbalances occur when we are driven by our emotions our soul rather than the holy spirit when we are driven by the fact that we don't like that doctor i don't like the fact that i have to repent for my sin i ain't a sinner well we're all sinners we need to get over that no i'm a good person well i don't care how good you think you are we're all sinners and depraved and we need a holy and righteous and loving and compassionate God to come and save us. And guess what? He already did and it's free charge just for you and for me. All we have to do is repent of our sins. There's a lot of things in scripture we don't like, but we cannot create God into our own image. We, we, this Bible isn't true because I believe it. The Bible's true whether I believe it or not. And we have to recognize that there is a tumultuous up and down waves and really it comes from dissatisfaction. We get dissatisfied with the results of our faith. We say we want this to happen, it doesn't happen, we get dissatisfied. Something in our world, our world and our society is changing all the rules when it comes to sexuality, changing all the rules when it comes to things that are permissible, changing all the rules from a biblical foundation to a non-biblical foundation. And so now we as Christians say, well, that makes a lot of sense. I really don't like the fact that I'm offending people. We can't change the realities of scripture based on how we feel. It goes up and it goes down. And here's the truth. Following Jesus is not an easy task. It's like a marriage. If you, those of you who are married in the room, I've been married for almost 17 years here. 16, 17, 16 years. Ha. Feels like 17. It's not much longer. And a marriage is hard. There's days I wake up and I'm not really stoked about being a good husband. I just want to kind of care about myself. And serving Christ is very similar. Some days you've got to get up and just do the work. 
Some days you got to get up and I don't have any emotional, I don't, I, I don't feel my love for my wife at all, but I'm going to do the dishes and I'm going to make the bed and I'm going to tell her how beautiful she is and I'm going to love her and I'm going to be there for her. Why? Because I know I got to do the work. I got to, I got to read that word. I got to get in my time of prayer. I got to be in the house of the Lord. I got to do these things. Why? Not because I feel it, because I know sometimes it's not based on my emotions. And so we see that the, the, the key to you and I recognizing in our lives, the key to you and I experiencing a, 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 a decrease in our emotional state is you have to have a daily intake of God's word. Look what it says in John 15. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. Let me give you a pastoral encouragement today. We must remain in God's Word. I'm going to tell you this today, and I I don't have any dog in this fight. I don't gain anything personally from telling you this. And I say this as as, as some of your pastors. Some of your, I'm your pastor to some of you, you know what I mean. If you are not having a regular intake of God's Word, you will be tossed back and forth in the wind. And I, I love you. But if you are not having a regular intake of God's word, you are an immature Christian. And you will not experience the life that God has for you unless you have a regular intake of the truth of scripture. Because there are a lot of lies out there that sound like the truth that are not truth. And if you're not basing your life on the, on the word of God, and not having an intake. Listen, I read my word every day not because I want to get something out of it. I read my word every day like taking a, a vi- I take vitamin D every day. And I believe vitamin D is like a miracle drug, honestly, or a miracle vitamin. I take it. I don't know. I'm, I'm just never sick. Hallelujah, God, Jesus, blood of Jesus over my life. <laughs> Be careful. Devil's like, really? <laughs> like this word, I take it as a vitamin. And I'm telling you, sometimes I don't even read it because I don't even understand what I'm reading. I don't get it. I'm like, oh, you know how it is, that chapter, you know, the, the speed read? <laughs> Some people don't do that. Some people don't do that. Well, it doesn't matter. Just do whatever it takes to get God's word in your spirit, yeah. Yeah. even if you don't get it. Why? Because what you're doing is you're, you're beginning to put the living word of God into your life. And it's beginning to produce in you something that you don't even see. And when a truth comes in your life that seems like a, a lie, a, a tr- it seems like truth, but it feels like a lie. You're able to discern. The Bible says you can cut like a de- into the depths of, of bone and marrow, dividing between the spirit and the soul. What's spirit? What's emotion? Only this can divide. So I'm going to encourage you today to be reading your word. And my daughter and I do the Bible reading together. What's it called? The, uh, the uh, Bible in a year. And we do that every day. And we just talk about it. And I encourage you to do the same. And honestly, I'll be honest with you. I miss a few days. I think this last week I missed like two or three days. You say, I read my Bible for other things. But you've got to read your Bible for you. And I went probably two or three days this last week not reading my Bible. And I just caught up. Woo-hoo! You know, but you don't have to catch up. Just whatever it takes for you to get the God's word. Bible, verse of the day. Maybe it's a chapter. Maybe it's a, 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 a reading plan. I don't care what you do. Just do something. And you watch how it will help you from being tumultuous and up and down in your walk with God. So um, uh, the second area where we see uh, people are uh, led astray is not only in ourselves. It says that, that we are tossed back and forth. But also we see in, Ephes- in the second part of Ephesians, that not only that, but it's other people. We will not be influenced when people. So this is uh, spiritual leaders 
Do you know that, that it's possible for you and I to be, to, to be deceived and fall away? You know that the Jesus actually teaches that in, in the days to come, there will be teaching that seems real, but is not, that will lead many followers of Jesus away. Wow. Look what the scripture says. Matthew 24, Jesus. For false messiahs, false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. Wow. Look at this. 1 Timothy 4.1. Now the Holy Spirit tells us clearly that in the last times, some will turn away from the true faith. They will follow deceptive spirits and teachings that come from demons. How about this one? 2 Peter 3.17. You will already know these things, dear friends, so be on guard. Then you will not be carried away by the errors of these wicked people and lose your secure footing. Like, I need, I need you to hear me today. A day will come when, uh, when the true gospel of Jesus Christ will not be preached to you. And you have to know, you have the ability to discern between what is truth and what is not. What is a man-made idea and what is not. You shouldn't have to go to a YouTube channel to figure it out. You shouldn't have to run to Pastor Ryan to figure it out. The Holy Spirit is the one who teaches you. I don't teach you. The Holy Spirit teaches you. His word teaches you. Don't run to the, to, to the theologian on the YouTube channel. Open your Bible yourself and ask the Holy Spirit to inspire you as you read the word. And I want to make you a promise. I want to make you a promise that as you open your word and ask the Holy Spirit to come and speak to you, you won't need Mr. MacArthur. You won't need Mr. Furtick. You won't need any of these YouTube teachers that you run to any longer. You won't need me, praise God. You you only need the Holy Spirit. You only need Jesus. Isn't that beautiful? Yes. That you don't have to run to a priest or a pope or you don't have to run to anybody. You can have access to the name of Jesus and go boldly to his throne. And when you're struggling and don't know what's right and wrong, you can read the word of God and he will give you discernment to know that is false teaching and I won't follow that and I'm going to protect my family and I'm going to protect my church from that idea that I've heard about on this person accepting this truth or that thing. Come on. We have to understand that it is our responsibility to not just trust other men to teach us or other women to teach us the Holy Spirit is our teacher and he will teach you through his word he will teach you through his word we see that it's possible for these people to trick us now there's two areas where they come from the first area they come from is they come from without local church covering now we're a local church church we believe that the local church is the instrument and the tool and the answer by which Jesus Christ will usher in his kingdom. Yeah. Of the 119 times the word ecclesia was used in the gospels, 97 times it was used in the context of a local gathering. Only 10 times or 12 times was it used in the context of a universal church. So we believe in the value of being in a local church with local people, with local eldership, with local uh, leadership, teaching the, the, the apostles' teaching, teaching the word of God. We believe that is absolutely what Jesus intended when he said that the, the gates of hell will not prevail against the church of Jesus Christ. He was talking about this church and that church and that church. Many great churches in the kingdom of God and in the city of Calgary. Many great churches and they're building the ecclesia, the physical body of Christ in the earth today. And so we have to understand today that they come without local covering. When you hear a pastor or a preacher, you got to check what church did they come from? The prophesying that Donald Trump's going to be in office. What church do they come from? 
I always go to their belief section and realize, whoa, I don't believe anything that they believe in. Why would I receive a prophecy from them? I have to test that thing. Or that teacher teaching this thing. Oh, I like how he teaches. Yes, but did you know that he doesn't believe in the Trinity? Or yes, did you, did you, did you understand that he believes you should have multiple wives? You say, well, I didn't know that. It's because we didn't test it. We didn't recognize that these people are not coming from local church covering. Look what it says in Acts chapter 2, or 20, I'm sorry. So guard yourselves and God's people. Feed and shepherd God's flock. This is one of the reasons I'm doing this series. His church purchased with his own, own blood over which the Holy Spirit has appointed you as leaders. I know that false teachers like, look at this, vicious wolves will come in among you. Look at this, after I leave. They're going to wait for the leadership to go. They're going to wait for the covering, the spiritual covering to exit. And the moment they do, they're going to step right in and say, hey, have you heard about this new doctrine? Have you heard about this new affirmation doctrine that's going across the Canadian churches where we affirm all lifestyle, just every lifestyle? I know the Bible says it, but you know, they didn't mean that Greek word and it meant something different. Do you remember that, remember that, that verse? Right? Yeah, that, that's actually not what they meant. And we affirm, the, no, 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 the Bible clearly teaches what should be our position when it comes to sexuality. And so we have to recognize today that people who are not covered by a local church try to teach the truth of Scripture when in reality it looks clever, but it's a lie. Wow. Look what he says in this next verse. Even some men, look at this, from your own group. So that some will come from within the, or from without the church, some will come from within the church. And these individuals will come from within the church, and the truth is, look what it says. Watch out. He says, they will rise up. I'm sorry, let me go back one. Look what it says. Not sparing the flock, even some men from your own group, sorry, will rise up and distort the truth. Look at this. In order to what? Draw a following. I want you to hear me today. I'm going to say something that you probably might not agree with. I don't know. Maybe you will. I believe that there is something happening today when it comes to social media and spiritual leaders. Spiritual leaders are using, without realizing it, this social media platform to draw a following, to get more followers, to get more clicks, to get more watches, to get more views, to get more followers, to get more people. When in reality, the only person we should be drawing people to is Jesus Christ. We should never be using our social media platforms and I'm not on social media, so I, I can't speak to it for my own life. But I just want you, beware, beware, church, beware when different individuals are using their social media platform to drive a following to them, when in reality, they should be encouraging people to, to invest themselves into their own local churches, yeah. Yeah. to put themselves in a position where they're serving in the house of the Lord and submitting to that local leadership and being in accountability in that place and being in an environment where God is, is, is pouring into their life in the context of a local church. And, you know, we need to be careful that we are not those type of people. If you're here today, and I love you, everybody here, uh, but if you're here today and you're a mercenary, what I call you mercenary, and you have your own agenda and your own plan, this probably isn't the place for you because we'll sniff you out real quick. The, 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 you say, Ryan, how do I be a part of Love City Church? I want to be a teacher and I want to do this with that. Here's how you can be a part of Love City Church. Come in humbly, serve, love one another, be a part of what we're doing, engage with all your heart, have a joy in your heart. 
serve one another in love. And guess who does the promotion? Jesus. He provides the opportunities. He provides the moments. He provides the things in your life. But it requires us to say, okay, I'm going to not allow myself to be taught by someone who has no local church covering or someone within the church who is not under covering. I'm going to submit myself to God, Jesus, and also whatever local church environment you find yourself online or in the house, you say, okay, I'm going to serve in that place. And so, man, I want to get into this today. It's 1030. I, want to, I wanted to give you seven different ways to identify false ministries. So I'm going to read them real quick. I'm going to go over my time. So if you're online, you say, I'm gone. I love you. I'll see you next week. You in the room, you just stay out for a few seconds, okay? It'd be awkward if you stood up and left right during this. Come on, the first one is this. Jesus says this. He says this. and Beware of false ministries. Look what he says. Beware of false prophets, Jesus, who come disguised as harmless sheep, but are really vicious wolves. You can identify them by their fruit, that is, by the way they act. Can you pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Fruits of false ministries, a message of fear. They teach a message of fear. We have people on the street holding signs saying, you're going to hell, you're going to hell. Yes, people are going to hell, but they probably should hear more about, Jesus loves you. He died for you. Yes, there's a hell. Yes, it's real. Yes, we have to have that conversation. But we don't start with hell. We start with Jesus. All different messages of fear. And in our landscape of prophecies, a couple years ago, a guy gave a prophecy about how the world was going to end on June 27th or something. And then on June 28th, he's like, oh, I got it wrong. I meant June 29th. Oh, I got it wrong. I meant July 15th. It's a message of fear, a message of fear. I want you to know that perfect love casts out fear. We don't have a message of fear. We have a message of what? Faith, hope, life in Jesus. Message of fear. Fear is never the result of true biblical teaching. When the Holy Spirit convicts you, when the Holy Spirit warns you, when the Holy Spirit adjusts you, the response isn't fear. Guess what the response is? Gratitude. When my, when my son, I discipline my son, yeah, there's a bit of holy fear, for sure. But always when it's over, you know what my son responds? He has joy. Why? Because he knows I love him. He knows that the, the correction or the word of God isn't to shame you or to make you feel bad or condemn you. No, it's because God loves you. The second way, fruit. They condone or live a perverted or immoral lifestyle. Look at this in Jude 16, 19. These people are grumblers and complainers living only to satisfy the desires. They brag loudly about themselves and they flatter others to get what they want. But you, my dear friends, must remember what the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ predicted. They told you that in the last times there would be scoffers whose purpose in life is to satisfy their own ungodly desires. And these people are the only ones who are, are, are creating divisions among you. They follow their natural instincts because they do not have God's spirit in them. We have churches, man, we just had a pastor, Hillsong Church pastor was having a moral immorality and sexual encounter. 
stuff like that. Oh, scared me, James. Uh, all, all sorts of stuff like that. Listen, if you're in an environment that condones or encourages an immoral lifestyle or even begins to change alternative lifestyles or, or, or uh, adjust God's word to, to create a permissive uh, environment for sexual or immoral lifestyle, run, run, run. It's false teaching. It's not a godly ministry that condones or allows for sexual misconduct or immorality. We have to recognize that deep down, they just have an insatiable desire for more. We have to recognize that as followers of Jesus, our job is to surrender, to sacrifice, to lay down our desires for the desires of Christ. Third one is this. Weak, they have weak convictions and focus on meaningless, meaningless things. They build their churches on meaningless things. When I left for Macedonia, I urge you to stay there in Ephesus and stop those whose teaching contrary to the truth. Don't let them waste their time in endless discussions of myths and spiritual pedigrees. They began to discuss about angels and where did angels come from and what was the origin of angels. These things only lead to meaningless speculations which don't help people live a life of faith in God. I'm just going to say it. I want to encourage you today. Stay away from conspiracy theories. Conspiracy theories. And I'll be the, I'll, I'll say, I like a good old conspiracy theory. And I say, some of you all sit down and be like, hey, have you heard the most recent one? But I want to repent to you today. Because I want to tell you today, this type of idea of building churches or prophesying or teaching on, uh, the, using the Bible to teach about a, a certain political leader or using the Bible to teach about the conspiracy theories of the COVID and it came from this, that is meaningless and it does not lead you to a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. I want to encourage you today, do not, if you spent just as much time reading God's Word as you did watching the YouTube videos, as reading the blogs, as sharing the comments, as commenting on Facebook, but all the things you give, you spend just as much time in Christian community and reading the Word and helping people know Jesus and sharing your faith and doing all of these things. If you spend just as much time, how much more mature in your walk with God and how much more fruit would you be producing in your life right now? I want to encourage you today, churches that spend all their time using their social media platform to jump on every new socially acceptable thing between this event and that thing. We stand for this and we're done for this and we're not for that. Stay away from that. Let's just keep it about Jesus and his word and reaching lost people, making disciples. Come on, building the house of the Lord, being great parents, building great marriages. Can I hear an amen, somebody? Come on, we want a church that's not focused on meaningless, speculative things. We want to build our church on the Word of God. Be careful, because this is a form of modern-day Gnosticism, where the more we know, we worship higher knowledge. We have the inside knowledge. That's Gnosticism. The only truth that you will ever find, folks, His name is Jesus. You'll never know where the COVID came from. You'll never know why the Fauci said this. You'll never know what China has to do with any of it. You'll never know those things. The only truth that you can bank on in this world is Jesus and his word. So let's spend our time learning about Jesus and his word. The fourth one is this. I know I'm going way over. I'm sorry, but here we go. Prideful, or they give off that spirit. Pride says... I have it all figured out. Pride says, I'm an expert in this field. Pride says, I know exactly what I'm talking about. Pride says, I have all the answers. Pride says, come listen to me. 
I have the edge on the market. I have special revelation. Come listen to me. That's pride. Look what Timothy says. Some people, they contradict our teaching. These are the wholesome teachings of our Lord Jesus. Anyone who teaches something different is arrogant and lacks understanding. Here's the, the uh, fifth one. I'll just say these real quick here. They exalt a life of greed and materialism. This has happened in our world today, and it just, I think it grieves God. Churches that you go and they talk about money about a billion times. Flashes on the screen, money, 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 money. Listen, tithing is not something that you do for me or for the church. Tithing is simply obedience to God's word. Your offering and your generosity isn't because I ask you to. It's because you're being obedient to God's word. So if you don't tithe or you don't give, that's between you and the Holy Spirit. Not between you and me. So I shouldn't have to ask for your money. We never ask for your money. Why? Because that's the Holy Spirit's job, not mine. Greed and spending lavish money and billion dollar homes and these things. And I don't want to be judgmental. Only God can do that. But I just want to say, watch out. When you get into an environment, all they do is talk about money, money, more, more, money, money. If you give 10%, God's going to give you 10% back. No, no, no. You don't promise anything back when you give your tithe. That's just his in the first place. Beware when you go into an environment that has lavish, lavish, lavish riches. Not poverty, not riches, just enough. Well, here's the next one. minded and closed minded my fear is that many denominations have this position where they build a denomination on this is the way this is what this is the truth and we know the truth we have some tenets of our faith that are the truth but i want you to be careful about when you get into an environment they're very closed minded to hearing the other side of the story or having a deeper conversation about some some really minor things people build churches on minor realities when that's not what we should build our churches on my uncle was a leader of a church called Deliverance Tabernacle. And all they did for 15 years was did deliverance. And I love deliverance, but that's all they did. And they had people come in the church and out the church, in the church, out the church, in the church, out the church. 15 years, the church didn't grow. And then he realized, whoa, I'm, folk, I'm being narrow-minded on one thing. I need to teach the whole council of scripture. And when he did that, now it's one of the largest churches in Oregon and planted hundreds and hundreds of churches. And we have to be a church that's focused on the whole council of scripture, not just one area or one thing. Come on, here's the next one. They, they have lost the joy of their salvation. And this is where we'll end today. Thank you for giving me a little bit extra time today. You know, I don't know if it's about you, but have you ever been to an environment or heard someone teach and they just sound really angry? They just sound ticked. Hey, listen, one of the, the evidences that you're an authentic follower of Jesus Christ is this.
food and, and it doesn't have a spirit of joy and love and mercy and grace. Come on, he's sweet. Lord, restore the joy of our salvation, God. Lord, let us not be so focused on the intellectual sense of our religion, but let us have a personal and authentic relationship with a loving Savior, Jesus Christ. That means this, as we end today, this is what our church should look like then. Our church should have faith in God, not fear. Our church should endorse living a sober, moderate life, not an immoral life. Our church should be a church of strong convictions that we stand upon even when unpopular, we stay focused on what matters the most. Lost people, make a disciples, and growing in our walk with Christ. We are a church that's humble and willing to lay our lives down for one another. We have no dog in each other's fight. We just want to see each other succeed. We promote biblical financial margin, not rich, not poor, but just enough. We're focused on the whole counsel of God's word, not just one area. And we have a deep joy because of the salvation of Jesus Christ. Come on, would you stand with me today? Thank you so much for your time. We're going to continue next two weeks on. Like I'm going to look at about 15 things to watch out for. Things to watch out for in the body of Christ. So I just want you to know that I love you. I love you so much. Maybe it's our, your first time with, your, with us today. Thank you for being here. I hope you hear our heart today. It's just We just want to help people know Jesus. We want to work through the weeds of all these things and just get back to the one thing that's most important, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength and love your neighbor as yourself, amen, and to keep Jesus the focus and his word the focus of our lives. Let me pray for you. Today, Jesus, we just love you, God. Thank you, Father, that your word gives us hope. We don't be afraid, but we have hope knowing that Holy Spirit, you lead us and you guide us and you partner with us and you, you help us when we don't know what's right and what's wrong. Your word and the Holy Spirit teaches us what's right and wrong. So Lord, I love you. I pray for every person here today who's struggling with any of those things that we talked about in today's message. Lord, I pray for deliverance. I pray for transformation. I pray for breakthrough in their lives in the mighty and the powerful name of Jesus Christ. Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, if you're here today and you don't know Jesus or you're online, come on, the Bible says that if you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, you will be saved. All you have to do is make that personal confession, repent of your sin, turn back to Jesus, and you can live an abundant life on this earth and in the life to come. Amen. And if you did that today, you can email us at info at lovesickchurch.ca and we hope you have an amazing day. We'd love to pray for you. Just email us at info at lovesickchurch.ca. Thank you for listening to our Love City Church podcast. Visit us online at www.lovecitychurch.ca. We pray that this message encourages you and strengthens you in your walk with Jesus.